the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From debt, first-time investing, retirement planning, and so much more. We are the Biz 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden's setting his sights higher in the nationwide coronavirus vaccination effort. We get an update from White House correspondent Greg Clux. After hitting his target of 100 million shots several weeks early, the president now hopes to double that goal. He says it's possible to reach 200 million COVID-19 doses by his 100th day in office. The U.S. is now administering about 2.5 million shots per day, and the country is on pace to have enough of the three currently authorized vaccines to cover the entire adult population by the end of May. Greg Clugston, Washington. Meanwhile, Dr. Anthony Fauci says a British variant of the virus is causing new headaches. It has been detected in 50 jurisdictions in the United States and likely accounts now for about 20 to 30 percent of the infections in this country. Meanwhile, the agency says students can be closer in schools. This is SRN. Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Biz 1440 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 8399. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call. 612 The Bird Early Bird Electric 612 The Bird Taboo It's Taboo Radio listeners Your 15 minutes of temptation It is time. Yes! Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. We're waiting. It's the King Banyan Show. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Thank you very little. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Let's go while we're young. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Hi, Flipper. Oh, Oh, is that the gopher? 
I'm telling you, that's the same sound. <laughs> it literally they used the same they used the flipper sound effects of the movie. Everybody's at they're like, what's with the what's with the dolphin? <laughs> so that's the gopher. That's not the dolphin. Is how how? Well, I don't even know what a gopher is supposed to sound. Well, like. exactly. How do you how do you get gopher sound effects? <laughs> how do you get gopher sound effects? So they literally use their uh, they use the the audio files from Flipper for it's. So I believe I, that's in IMDb. I believe you can go confirm it. All right, I am I'm going to have to look, but would have been better if the if the director of the movie had actually taken uh, Bill Murray with a <laughs> with a tape recorder and a microphone and had him approach a gopher hole. That that's the missing cut. Of the movie. Well, the cost could have ran pretty high on that one. Who knows, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> How many takes? <laughs> How many takes does that one get through? Oh, my gosh. I think anyway. that's uh, Ramus. Harold Ramus was the director. You're right. I believe that yeah, was Harold Ramus, right. yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's right. Anyway. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we can get so silly. Well, okay. Uh, side note to Jack. We didn't talk sports. Uh, 651-289-4477 number to call with questions and comments he gets a little touchy about me making fun of the fact that he doesn't like it when we talk sports on the show so we like to we like to point that out when we don't talk about sports what did we do in the first hour here uh of the show today we pointed out that there's two sets of communications that come from the federal reserve when they hold a meeting one of them is the prepared statement that gets published at uh that gets published at 2 p.m. Eastern time on the second day of the meetings. Meetings are always Tuesday and Wednesday, so I always know I have to get back from lunch early um, because I usually don't take lunch till about 12:30. Uh, I have to get back at my desk by one o'clock so I can read the statement when it gets posted, and then I know 30 minutes later the chair is going to come out and give a press conference, and the first thing that happens at the press conference is there's going to be a reading. Um. The transcript of the con of the, the the prepared statement is usually posted about five minutes into the press conference, so that I can read what he's saying at the time he's saying it. The comments usually last somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to twelve minutes. The prepared statement, I should say. Then he answers questions. It takes significant message discipline to do a press conference. I have done them when I was in the legislature. It's hard. I'm not perfect. I have done things at press conferences that when I see how it got played in the newspaper, look back and said, oh my gosh, that was awful. You, did you really say that? Yeah. Oops. You said it. Ugh. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm, but nothing that King Banyan ever says is going to wipe out billions and trillions of dollars of, of value from a stock market. Um, I thought the chuckle, okay, because he got baited, okay? That person that asked that question, you're not thinking about thinking about, is baiting him, all right? It's not a nice way to ask the question. And I think... I think the chuckle was was Jay Powell. I don't think he was either. He was one of two things, neither of which are good. One, he recognized the little gotcha and was acknowledging, well played, sir. Well played. Or he's ticked off. And the chuckle was his way of saying, hey, that's not cool. Don't throw that back at me. Neither of those are good. And I think the entire market reaction, I agree with Neil Irwin in the New York Times, that entire market reaction is in part coming from what I think was a tell, right? The chuckle tells me that they are thinking about it. And I think they talked about it. And then decided we can't say that yet. We won't say that yet. We are going instead to put out a statement that says, here are our projections. The economy's doing great, but we're not changing anything at all. How do we know that? 
because in the very next, and I don't have this recorded because I didn't want to get too deep in the weeds on this. He is asked about the supplemental liquidity, the, the supplemental liquidity ratio. If you are a global strategically important bank, a GSIB in short language, um, if you're a GSIB, which is only about eight banks in the world, you are required to hold reserves against your treasury securities. You are required to hold not reserves in the bank, but you're required to ha- but you're required to keep liquidity on hand in case treasury securities get run on because you you very strategically you know you you globally systemic important bank you cannot fail so we need you to hold more capital remember right when a bank holds more capital it can't leverage as much and so its possibility for for profits are reduced of course it also means they're their their exposure to loss is also reduced but it holds down their profits banks want to leverage and we believed after the global financial crisis that they had been exposed to too much leverage and so part of dodd frank said these particular banks have to hold reserves and they have to hold have excuse me have liquidity on hand and that liquidity has to include has to include liquidity against their holdings of treasury securities. Now, if you bank with anyone other than the big eight banks in the world, okay, so if you basically in Minnesota, I would say I'm pretty sure U.S. Bank is not on that list. So it's basically anybody other than Wells Fargo. You don't have to do that. During the... a year ago, this past week, we talked about this on the show. Don't, by the way, go back to the, go look at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Look at our look at our archives uh, for the show from last week. Okay, which would have been uh, the second hour, and we talked about the fact that this strategic liquidity ratio needed to be addressed. He gets asked a question: Are are you making an announcement? Do you? What about the strategic liquidity ratio? We didn't see anything in the statement about this. What do you think about this? And Powell's answer to this was basically, next question. He, in fact, invites the reporter, says, I don't have an answer on that question. I'm not going to talk about that. That's, that, that's news still to come. We'll have news about that later. Why don't you ask a different question? He wasn't rude. He's not a rude guy, I think. I think he's a polite guy. I think he's probably a pretty pleasant fellow. Again, I've never met him. But I think he's a pretty pleasant. He strikes me as being a pleasant fellow. But then yesterday, they come out and say, we're ending this process. Think about what this does. For a year, those large eight banks were allowed to make more loans they could hold a treasury security without having to put anything aside in liquidity that they couldn't then lend out to make profit on. For the last year, they haven't had to do that. That means, that means my basic economics says, that should increase the demand for treasury securities. When he said nothing on Wednesday, and then yesterday they come out and say, yeah, we're going to let that that uh, variation from Dodd-Frank expire at the end of the month. Those banks are going to have to actually bring back liquidity. We're going to talk about, we're, we might do something else about this. We're going to look at that. Those two things indicate to me they're actually beginning to make moves that are thinking about. They're thinking about inflation. They're not moving but they're thinking about it. Now, I, I'm not going to get into a long debate about SLR unless you really, if, if you're super interested, call us at 651-289-4477. I have things to say about it, but I, 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 I don't have time. I want to actually play a couple other pieces. There's something, there, there's another point that I think really needs to be made. 
uh, that I haven't heard people make except until this morning when I saw us just before the show while I was visiting with John, I saw pop up a stream, a, a, a Twitter stream, a short thread from Paul Krugman this morning that I that is trying to make the case that uh, we're all worried way too much about inflation. Um, not shocked that he would make that case. I'm not shocked as well that Larry Summers yesterday on Bloomberg came out and said yet again, there's a real chance, and right now he puts the chance at one-third, that we're going to have an inflationary period here coming up over the next over the next 12 to 18 months. And I think the real question is not what's going to happen to the inflation rate in the next few months. I think the question is what's going to happen to the inflation rate six months from now. All right? You cannot make a judgment about it. And, and on this part, I think Powell and the Fed is correct. You cannot make a judgment about what inflation is going to be six months from now, solely based on what happens in March, April, and May. You would be foolish to make such predictions. I won't be doing that. My predictions are based on what I've seen already over the last six months, and I'm going to try to block out what happens in the next couple of months as much as I possibly can and keep myself thinking, you got to be careful, don't get fooled, by the data that are moving at this particular moment. We're going to take a break here. When we come when we come back, I'm going to play a little more from the press conference to explain to you the fact that I believe the inflation issue um, is an argument that dates back decades of economic theory, that monetary theory that we have not actually had a good conversation about yet. We'll do so right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Gonna tell you a brand new heart Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows... You can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. American pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. Pressure. 
pressure pumps and parts to get the job done. Pro pressure washers and the Arctic steamer. Our service and selection is second to none. Professional quality from the proven leader. American Pressure Inc.com. American Pressure. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Biz 1440. Um, Going to have to work through a little bit of uh, of audio issue because I'm having trouble hearing the station on my side. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just get through this. Uh, six five. Well, I'm not going to give you the phone number because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to hear you uh, talking back to me. So we're just going to keep we're just going to keep talking. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about the Federal Reserve's meeting, and I want to talk through this, and since I can't really know that I'm going to be able to hear, uh, I understand my voice is coming down just fine, so it's only the signal coming back that I've lost. Um, What I'm going to do is work without uh, any sound until I can start hearing some sound again, Um, and I'll I'll just talk you through this particular point. Over on our page on at pound kbrs if you list, watch us on uh, twitter that's how you find us i retweeted a piece of that that paul krugman put up a thread uh about uh, a little before showtime so this will be about 90 minutes ago um in, in which he tried to talk through the entire point that stagflation is not coming in the meantime larry summers uh has uh, was on Wall Street Week last night and said, and said, I'll just read it to you. Um, said, said uh, the fiscal policy has been aggressively eased. The Federal Reserve has stuck to its guns in committing to loose monetary policy. This is a quote from Larry Summers, who again was Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton. These are the least responsible, least responsible fiscal macroeconomic policy. We have seen, we have had for the last 40 years. It is fundamentally driven by intransigence on the Democratic left and intransigence and the completely irresponsible behavior in the whole of the Republican Party. Now, I will say, and I don't talk much politics, as you might know um, uh, here, Um, I am going to say to you, I don't know what Republicans have done to deserve that kind of, of commentary. Now, I, if what he's arguing, if what he is arguing is that stimulus bills passed last year were, were irresponsible, uh, stimulus or relief checks sent out last year was too much money to have spent. I hear you. I don't think I agree with you. But what I really know is, I didn't hear you say that last year. What I heard last year was, we need to help the economy. And I heard that from you, sir, just as much as anybody. But just because you were wrong and you moved to the right position, I'm not holding the wrong position against you. I'm just not sure why you wanted to throw Republicans under the bus, except perhaps that you want to keep being able to go out for dinner with your Democratic friends and that's fine. I, I, I get that. That's okay. It's just how the game is played. No! He says later in, um, um, he says later in this piece, uh, in, in the interview, there are more risks at this moment that macroeconomic policy will cause grave risk than I can remember. I agree with that. I think this is a tremendously risky moment. And and if I can get to play these clips for you, I'm going to work out with John how we do this after the break. I'm not going to I'm not going to try to do them right now. But 
I believe that there's a very significant risk at this moment that, that comes from this. And I'm going to explain it, and then we'll play the clips later if I can to tell you why. And to do this, I have to take you into a classroom for, and not just a classroom today. I'm going to take you into a classroom that I would have sat in from the student side 40 years ago. And then take you into the classroom that I would, would be in front of teaching if I was teaching uh, my grad macro theory course that I've taught for years or my money and banking course that I was hired to teach back in the 80s when I came to St. Cloud. Um, I'm going to take you through, take you through that, those particular lessons. And in particular, I want to talk about inflation expectations. Powell and the Fed have been pretty clear in saying that they believe that the inflation we'll see over the next few months will not cause a rise in inflation expectations and that Fed policy is not geared to try to keep the actual inflation rate at 2%, you know, no matter what, and any deviation from an actual 2% inflation rate cannot be tolerated. Fed policy has always been and should continue to be to keep inflationary expectations anchored at 2%. That's true. The question is not, and and there's two questions that are behind that. Because inflationary expectations are not measurable, we can't actually go look up what was inflation expectations in 1987 or some other year. We, We don't have that capacity. There's no place to read that. We have proxies that we can use. But we can't actually look it up. Different people can say inflation expectations are this number, and it's hard to, to, it's hard to argue against that because you can't objectively falsify someone's, station, someone's statement about what inflationary expectations are. If you say the moon is the moon is made of green cheese, we can send a ship to the moon and find out whether there's any green cheese there. If I land on the moon, and and you said the moon is made of green cheese, if I land a probe on the moon, I take a course, I take a sampling of the surface of the moon, and I find there's no green cheese there. I've I've objectively falsified your statement. That's Yay. a false statement. I cannot falsify the statement that inflationary expectations are well anchored at two percent. All I can do is say if inflationary expectations were anchored at two percent what I'm observing would not be happening. What the Fed is trying to say right now is inflationary expectations are actually below 2% and we want them to move back to 2%. Okay, that's fine. How would they do that? How would they do that? They would do that by actually having the... having. Uh, an inflation rate, they believe that what it takes to do that is to, is to make the inflation rate go above 2% and have it go above 2% long enough so that those who are expecting 1% inflation or 1% deflation finally look and say, well, I guess I am wrong. And the Fed believes it can do that because they control the printing press. They can print more money anytime they want. And so at some point, Investors are going to have to change their mind if they don't think inflation's going to be if they don't think inflation's going to be 2%, they'll eventually look and say, "Well, I guess I'm wrong." Here's the thing. We don't have particularly great models of what inflationary expectations are. When I was back in a classroom back in the early 80s, we spent a lot of time debating something called rational expectations, which meant that a person, an investor, a household, a firm, built an expectation for inflation based on all the information that was available to them that they could process. And that that inflation, that, excuse me, that expectation included its expectations about what monetary policy was going to be. The policy advice you got from that was, 
if inflation, if the if the Federal Reserve has credibility and says the inflation rate's going to be 2% on average over the next five years, then people would believe it's going to be 2% over the next five years. You get the behavior you want. People invest as if the inflation rate is going to be 2%. The Fed is arguing that people no longer believe that to be true. They want that number to be back to 2%. Now, on this show, we've had the argument whether or not, excuse me, inflation can be 2%, um, whether or not the inflation rate in an ideal world should be 2% per year or whether it should be zero. Does price stability mean zero inflation or does it mean 2% inflation? I happen to believe zero inflation, 0% inflation is fine. Um, I will, And I know that some of my listeners strongly agree with me with this. Most of my colleagues in the economics profession do not agree with me and and maybe you. I know they don't agree with me. I think 2% inflation over time has a corrosive effect on an economy in terms of not providing a steady value, a steady store of value. Okay? And I I don't believe I don't believe. I'm, people will say, well, then you must be a gold bug. I'm not a gold bug. I'm not a Bitcoin bug. I'm not an anything bug. Um, I, believe, I believe, though, that government should make a promise regarding the value of its currency. And then it should keep its promises. That's all I believe. And I don't think the, I don't think the Fed has done that. But the point is, we do not know, okay, I would teach you, I can create a mechanical model to try to determine what people expect inflation to be over the next five years, okay? I can actually use the difference between a treasury-protected bond, a five-year bond that is indexed to inflation, and a five-year bond that is non-indexed to inflation. The difference between them should represent an expectation of inflation. I can do that or... I can just admit it's a number that, you know, but uh, well, not or, and I have to say at the next moment, those are very, those are imperfect proxies for inflationary expectations. And they, while they're a good heuristic, perhaps they don't actually tell me the, the process by which people actually form expectations. We don't actually know that. We've walked away from that debate over the last 25 years as economists. We have, we've sort of said we don't need to know that, but we actually do need to know that. And when we, when we have people saying that they know that inflation expectations are not, to, not at 2%, my answer is I'm not really sure you know that to be true. All right, let's take a break here, John. When we come back, let's chat. Let's try to chat. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we'll see if we can play some audio for you to sort of show you the way the Fed's thinking about this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. I am going to think about this. I am really going to think about this. sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free radio.com app. Need cash fast? Figure can help. A figure personal loan is a smart, fast way to get up to $50,000 from the comfort of home. Just go to figure.com and apply online in minutes. You can check your rate without affecting your credit. Whether you need cash for past, present, or future, Figure can have you funded in as few as two business days. Stop paying those sky-high interest rates and consolidate debt at a lower interest rate. Just go to figure.com. That's figure.com. Figure Lending LLC. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Figure.com. 
Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call Term Provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. 800-555-1509. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The city of Cambridge, Massachusetts will now legalize polyamorous relationships. Yes, polyamory is the project du jour. And Cambridge, home to Harvard and MIT, is also home to this latest experiment. The argument put forward is that the definition of the family is changing. The law has to keep up or else people will be vulnerable because their own relationships will not be recognized. So a marital family unit in Cambridge will include any number of participants who simply, and I quote, consider themselves to be a family. What's at stake here is the redefinition of the family from anything based on the familial construct, which has been true throughout millennia, that is by blood descent, a man, a woman coming together in marriage, and the children who are produced by that marriage, and the larger extended family of blood kinship and adoption. That, the natural family unit, is what advocates want to denormalize. I'm Albert Mueller. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Lovely. I like it. I hope you can hear me, sir. We had to switch uh, connections on the fly there. Um, that was just too bad in the last segment. I hope it all sounded well for you. Sounded like things were okay. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that you're hearing you're hearing my sound. It looks like you're hearing my sound. Um, and if you can, then that means that we probably take our take six five one two eight nine four four seven seven for any calls you might have. It's through the computer mic. I'm not sure why it's through the computer mic. Hang on just a second. See if I can. Um, let's see if I can change that. Nope, I probably can't. Not on. Not on here. Not not this second. So we'll figure it out later. Um, all right. So let's let's just talk in, into the computer for the moment. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. So let's 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 review what we're talking about here because this is not this is not an easy concept. What's happening in the in in the economics world right now with what with what has been said about inflation in the Powell comments? is simply this. You you are getting a debate that's been going on, frankly, for about 70 years. 
economists do not really know the process by which human beings form their expectations about future prices and from that the, their expectations about inflation when i was a when i was a cub economist back in the early in the late 70s and early 80s we used techniques that basically were no more than a moving average of past prices and said yeah it's probably like that now there are different ways you can you can do that there there are things that are called uh, time series models uh smooth moving averages exponential smoothing lots of tricks of the trade i i have people people if you look at my at my resume over at, at the university i have two published books to my name i have a third book that's never been published or i should say it was kind of sort of self published through uh a place a, a camp a campus bookstore uh that basically operated like a kinkos i printed out approximately a 170 page manuscript that was printed using a uh, very uh, using uh, a lot of greek letters that i could only really manage by having a um, i could only really manage it by having a uh, 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 a computer uh, software that was meant to be used for uh typing religious manuscripts um because it has the greek letters and all that on it um that was all about those types of techniques in the 70s and 80s we believed that we had sort of graduated away from those models and, and because those models for example brought us to think about there being such a thing as a phillips curve in the 70s it became evident to most of us myself included that the phillips curve was a not a not useful model um and from that decided to move toward these inflationary expectations i think the fed still has still has problems trying to get people to understand what inflation should look like so let me go ahead and play this this is back to the powell press conference i want you to listen to how he talks about inflation expectations john i hope i'm able to hear it this is cut number 4 so we've said we'd like to see inflation run moderately above 2% for some time and we've resisted basically generally the uh temptation to try to quantify that part of that just is talking about inflation is one thing actually having inflation run above 2% is the real thing so i uh we you know over the years we've we've talked about 2% inflation as a goal but we haven't achieved it so i i would say we'd like to you know perform uh that's what we'd really like to do is to get inflation moderately above 2%. I don't want to be too specific about what that means because I I think it's hard to do that and we haven't done it yet. You know, when we're actually above 2%, we can do that. I um I, look I I would say this, we are, the fundamental change in in our framework is uh that we we're not going to act preemptively based on forecasts for the most part. Um and we're going to wait to see actual data and I think it will take people time to to adjust to that. and to adjust to that new practice and the only way we can really build the credibility of that is by doing it. Now, here's what's important about that particular statement. Right? Suppose you're a suppose you're a uh a, a all right, I'm going to use a sports analogy. Suppose you're a baseball player and you're trying to win the batting championship. Right? That you want to have the highest batting average of any player in 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 the game. All right. Your current batting average is let's say 0.333, meaning you get a hit one in every three times. Right? In order to get you find out earlier in the day that someone just hit a hit a bunch of hits and so that their average is now 0.334. You currently are at the plate. It's the last inning of the game. you're already 1 for 3. Is your average going up or down? No. If you need your average to go up, you need to get another hit and go 2 for 4 cuz 
going up to that, that extra hit is now going to move your average toward that 0.334. Okay? That's what he's trying to do. He's trying, and that is an adaptive expect, what we used to call adaptive expectations. That is a non-rational expectations explanation of inflationary expectations. All right? Don't make me say that three times fast. That was hard. Um, that is a not, that is not the way we've thought about it. We have thought a Federal Reserve that has credibility should be able to say we have 2% inflation, we expect inflation to be 2% and be able to make it stick. What the what Powell is saying there is we lack the credibility to make inflationary expectations move to 2% unless we actually put them above 2% for a while because otherwise people just won't believe us. If you announced you were going to fly helicopters all over Wall Street and throw $100 bills out of the sky, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have to fly the helicopter for many days before people's inflationary expectations would move upward. You can do it. You can do it. You're simply not doing it right now. Right? You are if that is what you're trying to do, you are in fact not getting the job done at this particular moment. And that is the problem. The argument that's happening in Wall Street, in the Fed, is how is it that we can move people's inflationary expectations? And the only way the Fed thinks it can make inflationary expectations move is because it is by making the inflation rate get they want to go two for four. They want to move the they want to move their batting average up. They're using that model for how it happens. Whereas for most of us, if if we announce tomorrow the Federal Reserve is going to move us to the gold standard, okay, that the government says we're going to go back to uh, pegging the dollar, uh, you know, at say seventeen hundred U.S. dollars will equal one ounce of gold, and we'll buy and sell gold at that price. Inflationary expectations would go to zero at that particular moment, as long as you were sure that the, that they meant it, that they weren't lying to you, right? Why would the would anybody believe Powell's statement? We're going to put inflation above two percent when they've been trying to do that for for the better part of ten years and have failed to do that. He's now saying we really mean it this time. Do you? Do you? I am not sure. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidae. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. 
I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. If you're not sleeping well, go see our sleep experts at America's Mattress in Apple Valley for a grand opening. Hi, I'm Neil Von Arb, owner of America's Mattress and a fellow Patriot listener. All of our mattresses are American-made, so you don't have to wonder if you're getting something made in China. You'll save a bundle, and you can't go wrong with our no-fee, risk-free guarantee. We don't sneak in a 10% restocking fee and delivery charge for an exchange after you buy, so you cannot make a mistake here. Check out our Google reviews and come see us at America's Mattress. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. The crisis is only deepening. Boosting the bass volume to a deaf range, cracking a bottle of champagne, they exchange lyrical gratifications verbalized in the form of a toast. It's gonna take Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Don't forget, 1 o'clock this afternoon, Super Narn. Thanks to Great Garage Doors for sponsoring uh, four hours of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The band's back together. Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson, Ed Morrissey, John Hinderocker. Um, I'm not positive, but we might even get a Scott Johnson sighting. Uh, that would be just awesome because I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you something. I, I need to shout out Powerline for just a second for a very unique reason. Powerline blog is, of course, a premier source for conservative news, and uh, I read I read pretty much every post that goes up there. I'll tell you the ones I look forward to the most are Scott's music posts. They are absolutely. I have Spotify playlists that I've built from reading a Scott Johnson post about a concert he went to back in, you know, years ago that he's decided to reflect on. Um, it's it, it's an amazing site for more than just sharp uh, political commentary. Um, it's it's fabulous. I would I would encourage you to do that. So if Scott's there. I mean, I've Scott improves my life with every time every time he puts up one of these music posts. I, I seriously, I've got three or four Spotify playlists that I listen to in the car when I'm, when I'm in a music mood that I built from things that he posted. Um, let me just play you one last clip of Powell. We didn't even empty the holster today of all the stuff we had, we had here, but just to hear this inflation piece one more time, let's play cut number five, John. There very likely will be, a step up in inflation as March and April of last year drop out of the 12-month window because they were very low inflation numbers. That's a, that'll be a fairly significant pop in inflation. It'll wear off quickly, though, because it, just the way the numbers are calculated. Not necessarily. You're, that's an assumption that's not necessarily based in fact. The reason for that assumption is that if you think nobody's inflationary expectations will change, because of the dropping out of those numbers, then that's true. But the problem is, it feels like the Fed has been kind of caught, you know, they sort of said, basically said, full speed ahead, we're not changing anything, and rates are continuing to go up. At some point, the Fed's going to have to figure out what it wants to do about that. Does it want to let there be a a, a difference in the short-term interest rate of zero or 0.2 or 0.4 percent, and have a long tr- have a long rate of um, a, a 
a long rate, a 10-year treasury rate that goes to 25 to 3 to 4%. I think when you get to that 3 to 4% range, the Fed's going to have to move. So the question is really, at what point do you get there? People who tell you inflation isn't an issue need to be brought back to the question. If the treasury, if the 10-year treasury reaches 3%, and it's not, again, it's only at 1.7, I don't think it's going to go to 3% next week. But if that rate should begin to trade at 3%, which is a normal rate, then isn't the thing that's out of step monetary policy? That's the question that has to happen then. And if they're simply going to rely on some moving average of inflation, which is what that sounds like, I'm concerned that you're going to end up hearing something that's very, very different. You're going to end up here you're going to end up with something where the Fed has to move a little too fast. They have basically said we're not taking the punch bowl away. Okay? Okay. It it's basically you know, some of what you heard was basically uh party on Wayne Party on Garth. Uh with uh, with uh, the uh, with the with uh, what's coming in this next stimulus. And that's what I think Larry Summers has been concerned about. Paul Krugman's trying to tell us, you don't need to worry about this. This is what happened in 2008. The dang Republicans tried to hang up Obama because, and made the stimulus in 2009 too small because they, they, they spooked us about inflation. It's what they did in 1993. The bond vigilantes did this, and it's all been wrong, wrong, wrong. No, it's not. The simple truth is neither Summers, nor Krugman, nor Banyan, nor pretty much any other economist can say with any confidence that they know how people, markets, form expectations about future prices. We know they rely on all the information that's out there. That information is more than what's the inflation rate been over the last 12 months or over the last 24 months or some or some variation, some weighted average, or something like that. They use all the information. A lot of that information is what the Fed has said, and I think it also involves even when the chair of the Federal Reserve lets out a chuckle that maybe is a poker tell, and where he said maybe a little too much in response to, to you know, bef- without really saying anything at all. That's my concern. Look, I want to make sure one last time, I want to thank everyone for, for the fact that this show still exists. We're still here. It's all, We're coming up on 12 years of doing this particular version of the show, but joining the Northern Alliance Radio Network on AM 12A, The Patriot, at 1 p.m. today. I'm on my way to go get uh, some food because I'm not going to make it all the way to Egan to get that. So, But I'll, I'll, I'll be on in, with you. Um, I'm going to do some costume changes even during the show. Look forward to that. So if you're watching on the video, you'll get to see some things. John, thanks so much for the production and getting us through a little bit of issues there. No uh, we'll, we'll see you at 1 o'clock. Super Narn on AM 12 8th Patriot. This has been the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. 
If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409-800-439-7409-800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. This is Alex Hartman, real estate agent at REMAX Results and ResultsByAlex.com, and I'm a Patriot listener just like you. Fake news swirls around us every day, but here is one current concrete fact. The real estate market is out of balance. There are generally way more buyers than there are sellers. If you have a property to sell, now is an ideal time. To maximize your profit, contact me today. My 38 years of experience is your assurance of a smooth transaction. And unlike one of those large real estate teams, when you contact me, you'll be working with me and only me from start to finish. So if you like the idea of working with a fellow loyal Patriot listener, if you like the idea of working with one real estate agent from start to finish, if you like the idea of working with an agent with decades of experience, then please contact me today. 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to ResultsByAlex.com. Together, we will maximize your profit. Come and-